0: Thank you for listening to our Chat Canna broadcast. This podcast was originally created for our YouTube channel and is being rebroadcast here for your convenience. We'd like to thank the folks at Canna RHX for providing this Chat Canna podcast. And good morning, everybody. It is Monday, the 9th of December. Christmas is approaching. My super special guest star right here with me, Veronica Michael. Have you got all your Christmas shopping done? Oh, please. My
1: goodness. Huh? No. No way.
0: (laughs) I've bought one present so far, and that's the one I have to send to Germany. So that's the only one that I've got done. So Good job. Yeah, I'm really glad I got that one done, actually. That's... Happy with that. And now, of course, it's sitting on my dining room table. Will I actually get it to the post office in time? But it's it's kind of a win-win for me because his birthday is January 3rd. So if it doesn't quite make Christmas, you see, well, it's your Christmas birthday gift. So I'm
1: I'm covered, so it'll work. I think there are going to be a lot of nice handmade gifts this year. You know, <laughs> macaroni mac, macaroni glued onto construction paper. <laughs> Who knows? Actually, I feel like a lot of people have been taking this isolation time to like get back to woodworking or sewing or doing some things that they hadn't really done for a while before. So think I think so? more than macaroni, we're going to have more than macaroni.
0: I think most people have uh, have uh, played video games and, and, and eaten. I don't know if you're following my Facebook page, but I am on a soup kick right now. Oh. I've been making soup. And this weekend I made... Uh, the first one I made was uh, potato soup from garden potatoes, of course, um, and uh, it went over really, really, really big. Matter of fact, the kids ate it around a bonfire out in the yard, and they said they they deemed it to be excellent. And the next one I made was uh, corn chowder with uh, pork sausage, and that one uh, went over good. And then I made a, a, a dirty chicken noodle, as we call it, because you fry the chicken first, so it's got you know the 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 bits in the frying pan and stuff. So it's not that clear chicken consommé like you see in a Campbell's can, but rather mm-hmm. it's it's got you know it's got some color to it with big wide egg noodles in it. So so yeah, I've been on a, a building soup kick. So I have no gift. I I guess I could put that in quarts and give that as my here's my Christmas gift this year. A quart of soup. So that's as good as that's as good as I can as I can get. Well, did some testing of some uh, friends' hemp products over the weekend, and uh, interesting, uh, one of them that came in was little tiny buds. The buds weren't any bigger than my fingernail here, and I looked at them under a microscope, and I'm going, yeah, I'm just wondering if there's anything there at all. Interesting, um, just under the limit for THC. I'm sure they would pass, um, but. Are you sitting down? Yeah. 14% CBD. Now, of course, this is just the bud. So I know that in your processing, you use more of the plant. Mm -hmm. So that would not be a cross plant. You know, when you bring in your thousand pound vat of what's I tote, tote, when you bring in your thousand pound tote, I mean, I know it's not going to reference that across, but we never got a 14%
1: reading in anything that we've grown so far. So, no, it's amazing, isn't it? I think sometimes we get tricked out that all the varieties uh, produce the same when it comes to the size of the bud, somehow yeah. being correlated with the amount yeah. of, you know, the product that is really the cannabinoid content. So, yeah, it's – Um, I think that material that we're talking about is the same that we've both laid hands on. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Um, Even being able to smell it uh, just – it has a really terpene, beautiful smell. It's just amazing. But I was just, you know,
0: isn't it funny how you have it in your hands and you're, it's suspect. But, you know, the machine doesn't lie. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I know that because I put some of ours that I know that we've sent away and we have a real good cross-reference on mm-hmm. following it up. And it was right on. So, you know, it wasn't that the machine was was kicking or something. And it's like, wow. So I have to call him today and tell him what my numbers are and see how that relates to I know he sent it to other places. So mm-hmm. just an interesting side note that I I don't know that my machine has ever tested 14, almost 15% for CBD. So I just thought that was just way, way beyond interesting. Let's mm-hmm. get your name up here. So it's forever emblazoned in, in, uh,
1: well, let's. We got some We got some interesting things to talk about today.
0: We do. You know, Tuesday was not just the big election that uh, made a lot of news, but here in the region, something really big has happened, and it's going to have ramifications for us because my state touches South Dakota for a long, long way, and your state touches South Dakota for a long, long, like 400 miles. And this is going to carry ramifications for our states, um, it might carry um, some new legislation for our states, but certainly it also has a reflection on, our, on the hemp business for both of our states. And that's going to be that today we're only going to be able to ask questions about that. We don't have any answers about how that's going to go. But certainly there are going to be questions about that, because what does this mean? You know, on the one hand, and we're talking about South Dakota and we're talking about that before Tuesday. Um, it was not only very, very, very illegal to have um, any kind of marijuana in your possession in South Dakota. They even had a law that if you had used it in another state or country, not that it's, it's pretty hard to fly into South Dakota from another country, but if they could test it in your system and you had absolutely used it in, an, in a legal place but headed in your system yet in south dakota you were breaking the law and they were not nice with you in south dakota now all of a sudden the very first state
1: by you know a huge margin 69 percent of the population in south dakota voted yes voted for this
0: and then by 70 to 30 so it wasn't like one of these real close let's have a recount kind of things decided that not only are they legalizing medical use of uh, the cannabinoids, marijuana, and all of its forms, but they are legalizing adult recreational use, including
1: your ability to grow three of your own plants. Actually, that's that's one of the things that I thought was so uh, really amazing that they did is on the medical side, they really made sure to be clear that you could carry three ounces on your person and that you could be, you could legally grow three plants of your own. And I was so surprised and just happy to see that ability for um, people to be able to not be uh, bound to having to go to anyone else. And now the interesting thing, though, is, um,
0: and this is just an example, could John go down to the corner of South Dakota, not far from me here, even closer from you? and set up a high tunnel and can i grow three plants for john johnson and build john you know each person can i custom <clears throat> grow three plants for them and named you know these are joe johnson's plants these are jim johnson's plants these are mary johnson's plants um i don't know if that's been defined yet so that a person because there is some skill to growing this product if you think mm-hmm. that you can just throw three seeds in your in your closet and grow them it's not quite that easy so but but this is the interesting thing so now at the moment on the books in south dakota they have a problem because the laws read two different ways right now because the the people have voted and turned into law one thing and there are laws in the books saying another so they will handle that. this is not when i say it's a problem this is bookkeeping now that has to be done Mm -hmm. but this also you know makes a, a big situation for us On the Minnesota side and on the North Dakota side and really on the Nebraska side in the uh what do we got over there Wyoming isn't it because uh certainly cars drive across the border with great freedom there are people that farm on both sides of the border with great freedom Mm -hmm. and Minnesota of course has the wackiest laws of any because on the one hand if you are an illegal pot smoker and you are caught with a little bit of raw flour they only kind of like punish you just a little bit. But if you happen to get caught with um, flour that's been converted into some of the things that a person with a medical marijuana license can buy legally at a dispensary, then you're in big trouble. On the other hand, if you are a person that has a marijuana card and you can buy things legally at the marijuana store, you cannot buy raw flour, flour that people would Traditionally smoke, um, and if you get caught with raw flour, well, and you're it's the same thing as like you're you're just a person. But the thing is, is if so, it's really bizarre because you're walking around buying things legally at a dispensary, and you have your card for it, and you're perfectly legal. The person next to you carries that stuff for you just by accident, going to a picnic, and he or she is breaking the law. These things got to get all sorted out and it's going to have to get sorted out even better because we have cross border picnics and families and holidays and all of these things where it will go. I don't have a personal opinion on the last thing that we want to finish up though, is the mayor, mayor, the mayor, the big mayor. What do you call the big mayor in a state? Uh, the, uh, <laughs> the governor you know. of South Dakota came out. And she's against this. Even now, after the people have spoken, she thinks it's a big mistake and is publicly saying that.
1: And uh, I don't know if that's something she's just got to say or I don't know. Well, I think that, like you said, it's interesting. I mean, 69 point some percent of South Dakotans who voted, voted for this. But the other thing that I think is important to tease out here, South Dakota is a unique state that they post both past medical and recreational at the same time. First state ever. You know, right? But let's not muddy the waters because the intent of medical and the and the campaign that they put out in South Dakota was to help people who were having medical issues. So they were trying to define the law with the amount of that you could have on your person, the way that you could have plants. Now, I know what you said about the hoop. You know, houses and can you grow for someone else? But I think um, I hope that they can remain with the intent of what they wanted to do for medical folks, so that people can have options and can stay firmly in the law. Um, it's just surprising, though, right? That they did this both at once. And um, I hear you when you say there are challenges ahead because it is a lot of work um, is ahead for them to better define what those both look like for them in their state and to get on it. Cause South Dakota is a state that brings on a lot of uh, revenue through people coming to visit tourism. and enjoy their time. Yeah. I mean, tourism is huge in South Dakota and, and, and I think now it has the possibility to even be bigger. Absolutely to be bigger, especially from the neighboring States.
0: And that's the other thing. So someone goes there, spends $300 on the recreation, totally legal but they have $100 left over. I don't know that they're going to be stopping at the border and putting it in the, the little trash compactor. And I d- don't know that we should be punishing them. I mean, I, I really have mixed feelings about this. I respect state laws totally. I'm not a user myself. But I, uh, I I just have really mixed feelings on this, and I wish there was a United States-wide series of laws for this rather than this... Quilt work that we're developing, which South Dakota again just did, you know. Colorado totally legal, Wyoming not. South Dakota now totally legal, Minnesota not.
1: This is not, I I think, fair to the general population. So. On the other hand, you know, many people believe in states' rights to pass this kind of legislation. And, I do. and ironically, right. I believe in that too. So, yeah. Yeah. And, right. and I hear what you, you're saying about the quilt, that it's not easy. But the fact is, these states are being bold. We must follow each of our state's laws and not dabble our fingers in a mess. But um, I think this is what slowly happens when change comes, is you don't see... Um, this wide change. I mean, we see this, if we look back through other things, even with prohibition of alcohol, um, this is what this looks like. And, and I think it's, it is, like you said, it's difficult and it brings um, a lot of challenges to neighboring states, uh, but it brings a lot of opportunity to South Dakota.
0: It does. And I congratulate the people for this. I think that it I being a European traveler a lot, you know, and they're way ahead of us on this. Um, I think it has to come. You can't put the genie back in the bottle. Um, so, you know, here it is. What does it mean for the hemp farmers? This is the big question because of course I, as a hemp farmer travel around with samples of hemp when I'm going from farm to farm or talking to people, uh, I've never been stopped. I've never been questioned. I guess I look like, you know, the rabbi and the, you know, whatever, but, but, uh, But, you know, that's still we must remember that it was South Dakota where the hemp truck was going, you know, from one state to another totally legally and got stopped. And they never did get their truck or their hemp
1: back yet today. No, no. You know, actually, the other thing I was thinking about this weekend as I was thinking about South Dakota is, you know, South Dakota may change nationally and globally in how they reconstructed how we think about credit card use in the world. Right. That's right. And How they changed. Um, they made huge change. And I, I wonder if this, if South Dakota is kind of the beginning of us seeing these doors open in many states. Because I was not expecting our South Dakota, I just, you know, I was not expecting our South Dakota neighbors to not only vote for this in this way, both medical and recreational, but with such strong numbers.
0: That, w- that was the thing. That was the thing. I I totally agree with you. I mean, was it that this virus thing that we're having, you know, is part of it, that people sat at home and just have rethought it? Um, then the, the big vote because of the other reasons to get out and vote this time uh, brought more people into the actual box to make checks, marks. Um in that respect, some states might be saying, wow, we missed an opportunity here because our people were in the box and we didn't give them a chance to vote for our things. Um, all of these are really valid questions. Uh, we will watch it unfold here as the, the months and years go by. And the other thing is we do must, we do must, boy, that's good. We, <laughs> we do
1: really must remember. Do it. <laughs> oh, wow.
0: Um, they have almost two years here to put a plan in place. So don't be packing your bags and heading to South Dakota right now. Um, you know, it's a long time that they're going to slowly roll out how this is going to work and how the dispensaries are going to work, uh, for the medical side. And, uh, you know, it's going to be a long time before you're going to be able to walk into a store and walk out with some of this product. So it seems like they're going to do that in a very careful, uh, controlled way. And I salute them for that. So
1: mm-hmm.
0: I think they yeah, got a handle on it.
1: It'll be interesting to see what happens. But I hope that, I mean, for them, they have reason to capture these windows faster than, let's say, a state like ours and here in North Dakota. You know, when they have over on a light year, right, they have 200,000 people coming to one of their events in their state. So I, you know, they might, they might surprise us all and move faster than we all think.
0: Well, you never know. And we salute them for that. Uh, take a moment. Tell us about Prairie Pro. We haven't seen you so much lately. So tell us a little about I Prairie know. Products because
1: we got great hemp stuff available right here in the Red River Valley. We do. So um, Prairie Products, we're doing great. We you have not seen me. It's been both harvest here for a lot of hemp growers and drying a lot of traffic, uh, talking about what people want to do with their uh, their material, and then us kind of gearing up to do a lot of grinding of material too. So. Um, oh. Yeah, so we've been really happy to see what farmers have produced. And um, also we'll have an opportunity for our first time to work with some CBG material that was grown here locally in the valley. So we're really excited. But just so you know, you know, we have a great amount of our products out there on the web for purchase. So we are making tinctures and uh, lotion and a few other things that we really want people to try our products. We've seen um, some of our furthest orders have come in recently. We got an order from Mississippi. We've gotten a few from North Carolina. So we're starting to see our uh, orders come in from places that um, we're really grateful We're really grateful that uh, all of you are buying and supporting uh, North Dakota-made product. I'm also going to be speaking tomorrow at the North Dakota Women's Business Conference.
0: All right.
1: Yeah, so that will be interesting, Mm. and I'm excited about that. How is life at your end?
0: Well, I'm more and more sequestered as the numbers go up because I'm in a couple of the risk groups, and so, you know, my food is brought here uh, it, now they move church on Facebook. That's really good. But up to before it was listening to it outside in the parking lot over one of those little low power radio stations. Um, so <laughs> you're the only family I have people on this video screen and that's okay. I have no complaint. Um, you know, health is the number one thing and I keep mm-hmm. encouraging my friends and family, you know, stay, just stay, stay apart, but stay close through video and through the telephone and through other kinds of contact and stuff, because we have to get past this. And, uh, like I said, you know, health is the most important thing. And, uh, and so I, I'm very much alone yet very much together with people through the media medium. So life is good. And I have no complaint, except that I cook too much because the second step of cooking is eating. um,
1: (laughs) <laughs> it was nice to see you today, John.
0: You too, you too. Um, uh, let's uh, d- d- have a great conversation tomorrow. Um, uh, that's all I can say is, you know, just uh, just have a great conversation uh, with your uh, presentation. Uh, grab some video clips if you can. And uh, we, of course, will be on tomorrow with a big show, uh, Chat Canna. Uh, Wednesday, a short one. Thursday, we're going to be talking about uh, mental health in the agriculture community with a very special guest. Um, and tomorrow, tomorrow's main guest canceled, but we have a fill in ready to go. We think we'll know one by tomorrow morning. Thank you, Veronica. Always a joy.
1: Bye you guys. All right. See you everybody.